Welcome to Heart, Hustle, and Humor, a show for dedicated, hardworking, fun entrepreneurs and business owners who want to build a business bigger than their own satisfaction. We all know heart got you started, hustle made it happen, and humor got you through it. This is the only place you can get inspired and motivated by my guests who are using the trifecta of heart, hustle, and humor in their business. It's time to dream higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Media Services. Kaleidoscope Media Services helps professionals scale their business by adding digital products for success. I'm your host, Dr. T. Welcome to another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. I'm your host, Dr. T. And in studio today, I have Melissa Reeves. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about the work you do because it is work everyone needs to understand how to do. And what Melissa Reeves does is she is a Seattle-based executive storytelling mentor. She helps leaders shine by utilizing the power of professional storytelling skills that she uses on stages across the world. And super exciting to share with everybody. She has a new book coming out and pre-sales are going to happen in August. And her book is called How to Tell Great Stories in Business. And I know this, this day and age, everybody has to tell stories. So Melissa, you have to start out by telling us, why did you get into this business? What makes you so excited about the work you're doing? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I kind of fell into it in a way, or you could see, you could say that my life has been building me all the way towards this job. So I started studying acting at nine years old. So I was being trained in storytelling, if you will, as an actor, and then started studying improv and started learning all of that. But my day job as I was growing up was sales and marketing. And so I was an enterprise salesperson. I sold at huge companies like Oracle, and I was able to, you know, tell case studies, which are really case stories, and realize that they have a much more emotional impact on a business professional making a decision. But the problem was, is no one's really using the stories the way that they could in order to have impact when someone hears it. It's usually a bunch of graphs and stats and numbers and KPIs and all that. And they forget that people actually are having the problem that companies are solving. And so if we can insert a story in, then we can get them emotionally connected really quickly. And so I started Story Fruition uh, about three years ago, but again, started it really maybe when I was nine. (laughs) (laughs) And some of those stories would probably be very interesting at nine, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, I've got stories, trust me. I you do. (laughs) I love what you're saying about it being the emotion. Because I know people who are speaking from stage, when they tell me a story about themselves or someone else, it really engages me. I get into it and it becomes part of my learning. How are you bringing people and teaching people to come into that storytelling opportunity so they are good at the storytelling? Right. Yeah. Great question. So what's interesting is that human beings are just story machines. Like we've been telling stories since the caveman days, right? Like, like, why does it, you know, rain? You know, we had a story about it and and whatnot, but we tell stories. But what my mission really is, is I want to create mind movie makers. 
Because when someone's telling a story and they're doing it really well, they are creating images and emotions. They're creating neurotransmitters like oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine. And those things open the the mind and the heart and the emotions up so that people are leaning in. And so you are scientifically leaning in when you're hearing a good story. It's just that no one really teaches us like, I tell stories. I tell stories all the time. I'm like, yeah, you do, but are they good? (laughs) You know, like, can I see them? Can I hear them, feel them, touch and taste them? And a really, really good, well-trained storyteller does all of that. And so that's what I do is I I look and I help find your key stories because everyone has hundreds of stories that they've been picking up of their wisdom all along their life. And then we can craft it so that when you share it, We can even put reflections at the end so that you can understand like, and this is what I learned from that event. This is what I took away. And I'm giving you those pearls of wisdom to help you in a similar situation that you might be facing. And now that can be in business, that can be social advocacy, mental health. There's a lot of different ways that storytelling and really good storytelling is needed, including investor pitches. Oh, right. Yes, absolutely. Investor pitches are, that's what they want. They want to understand it from an intimate level, especially if they're going to invest money? Well, yes and no, in a sense, because the current model out there that I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times across investor pitches over the globe is that everyone still thinks that the problem solution slides should just be graphs and stats and numbers Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And honestly, it's a swing and a miss because it's not that you won't get funding. I mean, millions, billions of dollars have been done that way. However, are they going to remember your pie chart when you leave the room? Or are they going to remember the story of the problem that the customer's having that you're solving? So opening with the story, opening with the narrative is what they're going to remember. And that's then going to set up all the graphs and charts to be much more interesting, right? Because now it's not just a statistic. It now has people underneath it and Mm -hmm. you now are more emotionally engaged. So that's more leaning in in a business context. Well, and you brought up a really good point. And it's so many people get on stage, whatever that stage is. Like I said, that could be a small meeting, just that you're presenting at a staff meeting all the way up to a big stage. Starting with a story is so important. And how do you get people to be comfortable about stepping up on stage and just jumping into that story? We rehearse. (laughs) (laughs) We rehearse. and over and over. We do. It is a process, but it is such a joyous process because what happens is like when I'm working with someone who's doing a signature talk or a TEDx talk or something, what we start off with is a story mining process. I, I just start asking like a journalist, like what you're doing. I just start asking questions to find little aha moments. Sometimes my clients already have done that work, but- the way you write a story for your book is not going to be the same way you're going to tell that story. So sometimes what we will do is we will take some existing stories and then because of the, what, I, what I'm just known for doing is, is I'm going to make every character that's in that story come alive. And a lot of people don't realize like when you have a character, you need to introduce them. And so I want people to be able to see them, feel them, get the relationship between them. And as we're going through this process, I see my clients just get delighted you know, and get excited about it. And then when they start to see themselves practicing it and getting better and better and better, their confidence just is amazing. Like they can't wait to get out on that stage. They can't wait to send out their speaker sheet because they know that they have a 45 minute unbelievable talk 
visually as well as their words. And we could talk about visuals too in business because that's also part of the storytelling process that most yeah. people get wrong. <laughs> well, well, let's go there. Let's go there because I think that's all part of the emotion is those visuals, right? And what do you suggest on visuals? Because I know that people are still putting like hundreds of words on a oh. PowerPoint slide that I just disconnect, right? right. So what yeah. is your advice for people when they're doing those stories and the visuals? So it's a balance. So if we're if we're doing an investor pitch, you know, it's images, simple images of people. Like that's what we're going to remember, or whatever the core cause of what you're raising your money for is that it has to be an image that people will go, oh wow. And then what you want to do is that simplification is you don't want to have a lot of words, you don't want to have a lot of charts yet. The charts are going to come later, and those need to be simple too. You don't have to put a kitchen sink in your in your deck, right? Like just tell them what they need to know right now. You may know a heck of a lot more, but if this is your first time talking to someone, you know. They don't need to know everything you've learned along your journey. So we want to keep simple images. And the reason being is, is that we want the deck to support or the, the signature talk. We want the images to support what you're doing. And so that they're listening to you as this presenter, AKA storyteller, and not have the deck usurp you. So I'll oftentimes see people that have got all these words and these sentences. And what happens is, is when you do that, you're telling your listener, stop listening to me and now read my deck. And some people are like trying to read it before the speaker even says it, or they're like, I don't even understand what that chart's about. And now what you've done is you've taken the train right off the tracks. It's derailed. And they're starting to wonder what you said. They don't know what you've said. And they've wandered away from you. I call it the wonder wander problem. And it's in my book, The Storyteller's Mind Movie. And so those are things that like people, when they become aware that, oh my gosh, I just <laughs> totally derailed my talk. Then they know, okay, I... Back up. Let's get the train back up on the tracks and make it simple. <laughs> well, yes. And, and I think that goes back to your comment about rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Because if you have the graphics you're using, that is not your notes for your speech. That is just to enhance. Right. That you're going to come on polished, but not over polished so that you look canned. You're going to be real. And so the stories that we would infuse now an investor deck, you might only have time for the first story, but you could have that character being weaved through the rest of the deck, mm. right? So you can, that right. depends on that. But if you're doing a TED talk, you know, you just want people to be listening to you. So just make sure that your slides are simple. Yeah. Just so many amazing points in such a short time that you just gave our listeners. Let's. <laughs> so, how's the hustle going for you? Are you out there hustling as an entrepreneur? <laughs> you know, in the first year, I sure was. You know, I started like these little workshops and like storytelling for business professionals. And I sold them for, you know, X amount. And it was pretty much a B2C kind of sell. And people came. And I tested out like how I thought I should teach storytelling because I had learned storytelling from someone who was amazing, but it was for personal storytelling. I actually get up on stages and I will tell personal stories, like something you might hear on The Moth or uh, a storytelling like Story Collider, which is stories about science. I'm going to be in a show this week in, in Seattle, a live one. I walk the talk and then I take all those elements and I bring it to the boardroom. So I started these, these workshops and my workshop today is, of course, it's better because I've got three years of teaching this now and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have, have taken it, but it wasn't too far off from what I teach today. 
I just have more stories because I've had so many clients now. And I I tell stories in my workshop a lot and then I break them down so that Mm. people can see. Did you notice how I time traveled? Could you see the sideways rain in the forest when when Dawn collapsed and had a heart attack? You know, so I tell these stories and I break it down. And then you start to see like how that mind movie can be very deliberately created in your listener. And it's so delightful. You have a lot of power when you're a storyteller and you have a lot of obligation. So don't bore us. Mm. Don't confuse us. In fact, educate and entertain us and you've got us. So interesting. You said educate and entertain, you know, over at Kaleidoscope Media Services, that's what we tell everybody when they're creating their digital products, like an e-learning course or building their community. It's got to have both. It's got to be value-driven, educational, but that entertaining piece, because we as human beings want to be entertained. That's yes. who we are. You know, I love this part about how, yes, you used to hustle early on, but again, you kind of have gotten in and you've, you know what you're doing, you've practiced. But I think the thing that came out to me when you were just talking was you tell stories and then the way you're teaching people is you're breaking those stories down. So that's what I, I want our listeners to take away. You model what you're doing and then you can break it down so that people go, oh, I get it and make the true right. attachment. I truly dissect yeah. stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. And then so that this book, I'm excited about this book because I have not seen a business book that offers it like this. There's some great books that teach personal storytelling, but I, because I grew up in corporate and I've been in startups, you know, and and whatnot, I realized that this type of storytelling is very new to a business professional, but people in business are constantly telling stories, case studies, they're case stories, if you tell them right. Right. And so my hustle now is more just trying to get all the projects done. But I work primarily now from referral. I'm coaching companies as large as Microsoft and Broadcom. And I have helped investors. I've helped entrepreneurs. I have entrepreneurs that have raised tens of millions of dollars in their Series A. They had their stuff buttoned up. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't just me. But we inserted emotional stories into those presentations and they walked away with 35 million. So they sell, story selling. (laughs) Story story selling. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But you know, there's always the humor part that needs to come into some of our stories. Not (laughs) all it does. All right. But you've got something going on because you said you came from acting, but you also do a little bit of, you know, improv. I do. Tell us. Tell us about that first and then tell us why it's important to throw a little improv funny stuff into presentations. Oh my goodness. I think every person should take an improv class. Honestly, for some of you, it might just be for fun. For some of you, it may be just to kind of get over your own chatter, like why you get, so if you get really nervous doing public speaking, push yourself and do an improv class. Okay. Because you will be shocked at how clever and how fast on your feet you really are. Believe it or not, right now, you and I are improvising. It's true. You have no idea what I was going to say. Right. And we just play off of each other. And those those tenants are alive. And I started to notice the benefit of doing improv. And then there was this one time I walked into a very, very large, large company here in Seattle. And I had been told, you're going to get all these people and they're going to gather around the table and you're going to have all sorts of different people at the table. And it takes like a long time to get that table gathered. Okay. And you should feel really good. And that's your big pitch. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And I find this guy and he's kind of a big wig. He's found us and he goes, can you come on in and just kind of tell me a little bit more about what you're doing? I walk in 
and I'm in the big room. There's like all these people that are gathered. And I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with them being here. And all of a sudden I was like, I got this. I totally got this. I know that I can do an hour hip hop show on one word suggestion and wrap it. I can handle their questions. And I was like, wow, improv is completely keeping my cool. It's building my confidence and go for it because you will be shocked. You will be shocked how you grow as a business professional. I've done one improv class. It like doesn't just loosen your mind. It loosens the physical part. And when you're telling stories, a lot of it is the physical projection, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I call you a turtle and we're in improv, you're a turtle. Do not block me. You're a turtle and you can make me a giraffe. That's fine. I'm a giraffe now. Okay. So it's also playful because it puts you in like, it's like childlike state. You know, it's a childlike state, but there we are. So there's many tenets of improv that are actually utilized in my teaching, in my book. And so I have used that to approach my storytelling work with my clients. So it crosses over. My favorite part though, is I always joke that like, if I were an interior decorator and I walked into your house, you know, you'd probably forgive me if I fluffed a pillow, you know, <laughs> you know, but okay. And you'd probably be like, I didn't know I should karate chop the pillows. She was brilliant. Did you see that? (laughs) But sometimes when I'm, when I'm interviewing and I'm story mining a client, everyone, when they're first finding their story, it's messy at the beginning. It's kind of moving over here and it's over there and it's meandering over here. And then I start double clicking on parts and we get over here. But what I'm doing is I'm conscientiously trying to set up your mind movie. That's what I'm doing. They'll tell me their story and it might take a half hour to get that story out because I interrupt a little bit. Then all of a sudden I go, okay, here it comes. Here comes the flow. You ready? And then I start their story and I just free flow it in a mind movie format. Yeah. And then I end and I watch them get just blown away, honestly. And it's because I exercise that improv muscle. It's like going to the gym and I can do this now. And it is to my client's benefit that I can cut out all the fat, get right to the meat of the story, create dialogue, make emotions happen. I've had more than one time a client hear their own story fruition their own, how they got to where they were and thought it was like, "Eh, it's not that interesting. And then I've interviewed them and then I start to do it in a mind movie and they've moved to tears. They didn't know that their story was that important and that their story could be told that way that they're going to move the audience. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty powerful. I have goosebumps all day long. (laughs) That is, that is extremely powerful. And I think it goes back to your comment about we have a responsibility when we're on stage. If we've been invited to talk, no matter what the situation, we have a responsibility to come from our own authentic perspective because there's many people that do the same thing we do, but it's our story and the way we're teaching it and being authentic out there. And that's, I think, just so it's goosebumps when people tell that great story. And, And I've seen amazing people on stage, tell amazing stories and, and they bring you to tears, but they also bring you to laughter. It's like yep. this balance between tears, laughter, and connection, right? You betcha. <laughs> like yeah. I, depending on, I'm always looking for that too. And that's actually in the book. You know, I know I keep talking about, but, the, but there's a lot of hands-on stuff that you're talking yeah. that you're touching on. And I've had stories where they're kind of serious. Like they might be a mental health story because someone is a psychologist and they're telling their story or whatever. And I will look at it 
and I'll be in the storyboarding moon phase and I'll look for him like, you know what? We got to make him laugh here because you're about to punch him in the face with something really <laughs> emotional. Or we've got to lift up after you just punched him in the face with something really emotional. And now we've got to lift him up, you know? And so there is that orchestration of how the emotional ride and the journey for your client, because you can't leave your audience in the fetal position because you were too dark and you don't want people like not hearing you. So that's part of um, that. Now we're into really the delivery, the performance of it. So Mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot of work. It's finding the stories, crafting the stories, practicing the stories, and then fine tuning those stories and looking for those different beats. If you're a a musician, you understand that, right? pauses, when you're going to go fast, when you're going to slow it down, when is your voice going to change and soften? And when's it going to get big? You know, like there's all these sort of things that each client and each story will uh, bring forward. So I think that's why the good Ted talks, Mm -hmm. they're very short. They're extremely short, but they hit on all of those points that you just said. Mm -hmm. It's like they take you on this journey and they leave you in this, this, inspirational opportunity. It's like it drives you to that inspiration. So because a lot of people say, how long should the stories be? And I get the answer all the time, as long as it needs to be to create the story that brings emotion. Yes. I also teach and I also teach though, so when I'm crafting stories, like a story fruition, like how you got into Uh being, you're long, you may have a five minute long version. You may, and it might be great on a podcast, yeah. right? Because podcast hosts right. want storytellers, right? But absolutely, in a presentation, you got to be able to get that story down to 99 seconds. And I teach mm-hmm. that too. How do you edit it down so that it's still a vibrant mind movie? I can time travel 25 years in 99 seconds and tell yeah. a really powerful story. And again, it's that muscle, right? It's like... <laughs> You might have the long version and then you're going to have a condensed version and then you're going to have a 99 second. And hello, investor pitches out there. You all need your 99 second. Yes. You all need your 99. I'm teaching people all over the world how to do that. You need your 99 second pitch. Yep. I agree. It's got to have them all. Multiple ones. Get ready because you never know what stage you're going to be on. (laughs) That's right. When the last minute they're going to say, "Uh oh, we need you. So be prepared. And that's where improv helps again, right? Definitely. (laughs) Get up there and do a little dance just to, you know, get yourself going. (laughs) Nothing shakes me. I do improv. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we wrap up here, this has been just a huge amount of information for my listeners. And I love the fact that you agreed to come on here because storytelling is the future of everything we're doing. It's whether you're on stage, whether you're doing your video, whether you're doing your Instagrams, it doesn't matter. Story is important. But I have to ask you, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You've helped hundreds and hundreds of people. What's next for you in your business? Well, the book, I'm very excited about the Storyteller's Mind movie, Captivate and Mesmerize Your Business Audience is is the book. And we're going to be coming out in the fall. So pre-sales will start in August. And I'm super, super excited about that. Everything's moving great. I've got a great publisher team. And then after that, um, you know, we'll ride that wonderful wave. And then I will be moving into storytelling certification program because there's a lot of business coaches out there that they need to be able to help their clients. find their stories. Right. And so I will be certifying people in the approach. So, and then, you know, the book, I mean, they could just read their book and they'd be fine, but if they really, really want to be good at it and find your own story. So they'll come out with their own story fruition when the program's complete. So that those are the first two biggies. And I'm super excited 
Well, and that is brilliant about certifying your framework because I think that is a way to one expand your business just in general. But I but I also think for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's about getting your message out and transforming more people. And sometimes you just can't do that one on one. I mean, you can or groups, but if you really want to get it out there, you find those people. And I mentioned this before we started the interview that at Kaleidoscope Media Services, we're seeing a lot of that where we're helping people license and get other people certified in their businesses with all this digital technology and digital e-courses. This is is a great time for that. So I love the fact that you're growing your business, that you're in that going in that direction. But really importantly, how do people get your book and how do they find you? Okay. Well, the book will be out in the fall. I'm still working on the actual launch date. So if someone is interested in getting the book or they're like, we need her in our organization. Because another thing that I do do with the corporate and the bigger, they don't have to be corporate, but like they could still be in, in startup, but they've got money now is that I help them train their teams because companies need to have stories that everyone's telling and you want them to tell them well, right? Like it could be their own company's founder story or case stories or whatever. So I help companies build their story libraries and I teach their people how to be good storytellers. And then we build story libraries that anyone can access and be able to pull a story, a case study that might be relevant to the salesperson. They can go to that library and find it. So that's one thing I do. So if you're interested in any of that, this is the best way to reach me. You can always go to my site, storyfruition.com, but www.storytellwithmelissa.com will take you to my landing page. And you'll just tell me a little bit about you. Like, so if you just want the book, put in there, you know, interested in book launch, and I will make sure you get tagged and you'll get all the information uh, so that you can, you know, order it online because it will be accessible everywhere that you find books typically. So, but if you want to hire me, if you want to look at projects, then we can set up a 30 minute call. And we can find out what it is that you're actually needing. Yes. So people, you need to get a hold of her. And the story library is perfect. It's the founder story. We have at Kaleidoscope Media Services and how we started there and how I started Heart Hustle and Humor. I'm very clear about our stories because it's so important to engage mm-hmm. people. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you again for being here. Really thank you. It. I love your genuine interest in something that I call an essential business skill. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about it with you. You story <laughs> yes, geek. <it's> fun. <laughs> <laughs> a little improv it. at the same time, right? It's all right. good. It's okay. right. So. You're a turtle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't make me do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been our guest in studio, Melissa Reeves, the CEO of Story Fruition. Got to get a hold of her. Absolutely. You know, I'll put in the show notes all the information so you can contact her. And this has been another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. I've been your host, Dr. T. So please like us, share, and subscribe. Until next time, hashtag dream higher. Are you a professional looking to take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go to kaleidoscopemediaservices.com. Check it out. And if you feel you are ready, then set up a time to talk to me and my co-founder, Laura Neubauer. I'm your host, Dr. T. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends.